Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got some new information. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. Real juicy. On My Talk. My Talk. Tell me something good. With the blessing of Marvin Gaye's estate, Dr. Dre has been given permission to produce a biopic about the R&B legend. Uh, despite other directors like Cameron Crowe, Lenny Kravitz, and James Gandolfini, Dre is the first to secure film rights to Marvin's story. And according to sources, he also has secured the rights to his catalog. Oh. So this is the first movie he's That'll produced. That'll be amazing. So straight out of Compton. Show. He and that he had such a fascinating life. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to see it, and it's in great hands. Exactly, and they trust him, so they pass on all the, those other people. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be happening. Uh, Pete Davidson dropped ninety three thousand dollars on a three point three carat diamond for oh, Ariana Grande. Oh, I'm sick of these two. What is okay. going on? It's what? so fast and weird. It is so weird. I don't know what his salary is for Saturday Night Live, but he's Apparently only 24 years old. I don't know. I, it's Wow. Anyway, uh, they also went furniture shopping, as I talked about yesterday, and it seems like they're already moving in together, which I guess they should if they're already engaged. Yes, great. Good for them. I'm done with them. (laughs) You're done. Well, I'm sure we'll have a lot more stories, so buckle in. Um, The heirs to Prince's Fortune are calling out title for allegedly lying about streaming data, and they're so upset about it they want to pull the plug on a lucrative deal. So Tidal was supposed to be um, releasing Prince's music that was an upcoming album that they're, that they're releasing. They right. were going to go with Tidal. But they say Tidal allegedly boosted the numbers by several hundred million streams, which would jack up the royalties paid to Jay-Z and Beyonce. Uh, so they're really upset because they are saying that Tidal inflated the streaming numbers for Lemonade and Kanye West, The Life of Pablo. They're pointing that out. They're going to court over this uh, involving a probate judge. Huh. It's serious wow. stuff, guys. They've oh, decided they're not down with that anymore. Okay. Um, let's see. On TV, it's pretty stark Slim here. Pickens, we yeah. have the series premiere of Yellowstone on Paramount. Jason, what? The Paramount it's with Kevin Costner and it looks really good. Yeah, no, but what what is Paramount? It. What is the Paramount Network? Because it, it used, used to be to something be Spike, else. It used to be Spike, Spike TV. Okay, and I'm now just... it's Paramount. And all you have to do if you're listening to us and you have Comcast, mm-hmm. grab your Comcast remote, press that microphone button, and mm-hmm. say Paramount TV, and it'll <laughs> okay. go to it. 
All right, great. So, yeah, it does have Kevin Costner, and he plays the owner of the largest ranch in the U.S., and he has to contend with constant attacks from land developers, clashes with the local Indian reservation, and problems with America's first national park. There you go. And that's the latest Dirt. You can find more at mytalk1071.com. Okay, appreciate the info. Dirt Alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended Dirt Alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. Be back in an hour. Okay. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Welcome to the 6 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. I'm Jason Matheson. Uh, Alexis continues her surprise vacation. Stephanie Hansen's here. Don McLean is here. Kenny's here. You're here. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to talk about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And some spoilers may fall out of my mouth. Oh, so good. I will So I will do this. La, 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 Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm not listening. Ever since the show started, I, I and, and Alexis too, we have an unofficial uh, kind of, uh, not really a rule, but a feeling that we, it is never our job to ruin a movie or a TV show by shamelessly giving away plot points or spoilers as they're called. I, I, I firmly believe that. With this movie, I couldn't care less. <laughs> is it that bad? And nor should you. Um, if you have seen the trailers, you have seen the plot. So for one of the few times I'm ever going to do this, as I review this movie, I may give away some plot points. But again, trust me when I say this, movie friends, radio friends, it's nothing that you haven't seen in the trailer. If you've seen the trailer, you've seen, you're going to know what I'm talking about. The trailer was good. Really? Yeah, like I remember seeing it and thinking, you know, it reinvigorated my interest in the Jurassic Park movies, which frankly, I haven't had a lot of interest lately. Mm. Well, too (laughs) bad that it is a cinematic dumpster fire. Oh my gosh. Oh no. It is (laughs) without question, without doubt. One of the worst movies I have seen in the last 12 months. Oh. And it is by far, by far, the worst of the five now Jurassic movies. How how bad could it be? Stephanie, let me finish! (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs> I like the kid that can't put her hand down. <laughs> You'll get snack in a minute. I will bite your hand today because I'm so filled with hate over this movie. Oh my god. Part 3 was the worst of the franchise. Uh, that's the one with William H. Macy and Taya Leone where they're rich people and they uh, they uh, charter a plane and the damn plane crashes. Their kids uh, eaten by a pterodactyl or something. <laughs> something it was horrible. Oh. It was horrible. Everyone hated that movie. This one makes part three look like Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> wow. This one makes part three look like Gandhi. <laughs> This one makes part three look like out of Africa. 
This huh. one makes part three look like Star Wars, the original one. It is horrendous. Wow. Absolutely horrendous. It is so bad that it almost ruins the franchise for me. And I say that not as a, I haven't reviewed movies professionally in many, many years. And, 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 I, and uh, some would argue I didn't even do it professionally. <laughs> but I did it for Channel 9 for about 10 years. Uh, I'm doing this as a fan. I was thinking about this as I was driving home. And let me stop right there and say, as far as me driving home, it was so bad. Colin was legitimately angry and pissed. Wow. His exact words as the credits came on, he leapt out of his seat and he goes, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That was his exact quote. It is horrible. This is why it's horrible. The writing is atrocious. The plot, the plot is so <laughs> So insane that you feel like it was written by the writing team of Sharknado 6. Oh, my <laughs> Actually, gosh. Wow. You, you are thinking, you are sitting there thinking that Ian Ziering at any moment is going to rescue Tara Reed from a T-Rex. That is how laughable the plot is. I'm going to give you one aspect of the plot. And, and. And when this occurred or when this was revealed, uh-huh. I literally thought Colin was going to divorce me for taking him to this movie. <laughs> oh my God. And I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him after this movie. They are going the the island. And this is what I mean by you've seen it in the previews. The island is exploding because there's a volcano on it. Okay. So right there, there's a problem. You mean to tell me that we're supposed to believe that John Hammond in the first movie, old man in the first movie, welcome to Jurassic Park. (laughs) That guy, you mean to tell me that out of all the research he did, he decided to put his, he decided to put his dinosaur park on an island with a volcano. And then 20 years later, A big corporation decides to open even a bigger amusement park full of dinosaurs on the same island. It has a volcano. Oh, give me a break. So now the volcano is exploding and people are freaking out. And then uh, Bryce, uh, Opie, Opie, Opie Cunningham, Opie Cunningham's daughter. (laughs) Bryce Ellis Howard. Yes. Opie Cunningham's daughter (laughs) is now, you know, she worked at the damn park and now She's with the Save the Dino. She's with like a political action. I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm saying this. She works for a dinosaur rescue political campaign. <laughs> Uh-oh. And wow. she's con- and I don't want to get too uh, she's convinced to go save the dinosaurs for the good of the dinosaurs. But there's a problem. Now here's where this is a minor spoiler. So if you don't want to know anything about this flaming turd of a movie. Turn off the radio for a second. Okay, I gave I gave you your. Uh, you can't blame me now if I ruin your movie. It's already ruined. She's being. Th- th- the thing is, they're not really there for the good. They've convinced her to go, and there's a bad person 
who's played by like the poor man's Patrick Wilson. They couldn't afford Patrick Wilson, so they got a man that looked like Patrick Wilson. And they got poor man Patrick Wilson to get the dinosaurs off the island. And are you ready for this? Are you sitting down, Stephanie Hansen? I am. Are you sitting down, Dawn? Mm, I will. Hold on. <laughs> they want to sell these dinosaurs at auction to militarize them. What? What do you mean? That sounds kind of cool. Hanson, if I was in front of you right now, I'm not a violent person, but I would smack you right across the forehead. Oh, bad. <laughs> I mean, they've done that with dolphins. Stephanie, I would really like you to leave right now. No. No, don't leave. Military dinosaurs. They want to weaponize the dinosaurs, okay. so they're selling. So they're selling them to Canada. They're they're all the countries. All the countries are at like an auction at one point of the movie. And here's all you need to know. There's my favorite my the line where I you know how Alexis always says like for hereditary she laughs at, you know when you laugh when you're not supposed to yes. Yeah. There's a part of the movie where they're auctioning these dinosaurs off like they're Andy Warhol paintings. God, God. And the auctioneer says almost <laughs> verbatim, are you ready? No. <laughs> the Galapasaurus goes to our friends from Russia. I'm not kidding. That no. is a line from this movie. Oh, the Galapasaurus no. <laughs> goes to our friends from Russia. Okay. It's not completely out of the realm. Okay, Stephanie. She's trying. I'm not positive usually, but you're so wound up. I'm turning into Lewis Black is what I'm <laughs> you're doing. You're like I'm an so, angry man. Oh I'm goodness. literally, before your eyes, I'm turning into Lewis Black. <laughs> I hate this movie. <laughs> really? I it's hate two yeah. hours you can't get back. Mm-hmm. I hate this movie. I'm mad at this movie. I'm let's take a break and we'll continue. <laughs> we'll be right back. 620. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. I'm Jace. Lex is off. Stephanie Hansen's here. Dawn's here. Kenny's here. <clears throat> Wrapping up my thoughts on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I saw Fallen it last franchise. Night. A fallen franchise. <sighs> It's maddening. It's I, we were having, Colin and I were having a a conversation on the way home and it almost, it makes both of us mad because for him, it's, it's interesting because the movie for him hits a a sweet spot in his, in uh, as being like a kid. And for me, it hits a sweet spot because I'm older than Kyle, obviously it hits a sweet spot because I was like young. It was like in my late teens. I was all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts. Podcasting platforms, and you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Starting my life, and I remember seeing that movie. Like, I remember the people I were, were with, I was with, I remember seeing it, I remember being dazzled by it. I remember thinking to myself, movies will never be the same again. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was magic. It was, and it's that's so woo woo, but th- that was a movie that was magic. And this one just seems like a 100% cash grab. Oh, so you're like it, mad. I'm mad. I mean, look, I, I mean, every single thing that I said in that last segment I'm saying it again. I'm not. A, I'm not a critic. You, I, I. I literally refreshed. I want to see what Colin Covert has to say because he was sitting behind me from the Star Tribune. Uh, but I'm as a fan. I am mad because this ruins almost ruins the franchise for me. It is so hideously written. And poor. I actually feel bad for Chris Pratt and Bryce Opie Cunningham Howard. They did the best they could. They're fine. They're the only good things about this. It is, and the music. Now, this is going to be, you're like, what? Now, now Now that I say this, when I say this, when you watch it, maybe you'll see what I mean. The music is horrible. Mm. To the point where it sounds like something, it sounds like the musical score to like a Roger Corman movie. Or a cheesy sci-fi movie. And it, it adds to the Sharknado-ness of the proceedings. You, it, it, it feels like a parody. It feels like something you would see on basic cable on Saturday nights on at 7 o'clock. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Mm. It is. And it is. It, it, and I love a good homage. I love when movies wink, wink to their franchise or their uh, uh, to their past. Uh, Star Wars does it with every movie. I love that. But this one, uh, an homage is maybe one or two wink winks. This movie tried to do homages, but what it turns out to be is copying sequences one after the other from the other Jurassic, to the from the far superior Jurassic Park movies. Mm. Like the T-Rex miraculously comes in at just the right minute to save everybody, but yet doesn't eat the humans, which oh, just don't, I can't stand it. Maybe he uh, had a big breakfast. Yeah. Oh, we're going to kill the, I'm going to kill the bad dinosaur, but these humans that are standing there, nah, I'm going to leave them. <laughs> Cause they're important every, to the plot of this movie I'm in. And every Jurassic park does that. But this one, and then remember that famous scene in the original Jurassic Park where the kids go, get into that cabinet with the reflective metal and the Velociraptor slams into it because the reflection is the, 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 the Velociraptor thinks the reflection is the kids. They do a sequence similar. Oh, and that girl. Oh, I can't. That I will save. 
Remember I told uh, there's a twist in this movie other than the militarized dinosaur twist <laughs> that makes Jaws <laughs> 3 that makes yeah. Jaws 3 look like Sophie's choice. There is uh, <laughs> other than that plot choice. There is a there is a revelation in this movie that co- this is where I thought Colin was going to immediately call like Mesh Besher and Spence and or whoever <laughs> a divorce and divorce me immediately. <laughs> there is something that is revealed in this movie that is so laughable. Uh, and it's toward the end that you're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, God, I'm so glad I didn't go last night because I had a migraine and I thought about going. But I was like, oh, I don't want to go all the way down there. I'm so glad I didn't. Sounds like a waste of time. And you can't get that time back. I'm mad. I'm just (laughs) mad as a fan. Yeah. I am mad as a fan because I love Jurassic Park is one of my top 10 movies and top five for Colin. And this they should be a universal should be ashamed and they're going to make another one. And if the ending of this movie is any indication of what they're going to do, all I'm going to say is T-Rex and Knott's Landing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got to go take a pill or something. We'll be right back. Now a trend has emerged. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's happening right now? Topping Google Trends and Entertainment, the top trend is searches for Juneteenth, which was actually yesterday, the holiday celebrated on June 19th that commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. Across the country, the day was marked with events and parades. Also trending is the World Cup. We have Russia versus Egypt, Colombia versus Japan, and on and on. People cannot get enough of that. And Drake is trending for various reasons. People are looking up to the lyrics to his new single released last week called I'm Upset. Uh, Also, him getting gifting his dad a Bentley for Father's Day and the most interesting article how his reputation is still golden after the scandal broke that he has a secret child trending on Twitter we have things I've noticed on Twitter which is very self-indulgent and Wednesday wisdom those are the latest trends you can find more at mytalk1071.com now you know what we know see more at mytalk1071.com I like me better when I'm with you my darling crystal i've had this fragrance created especially for you i think it's as beautiful as you are every time you wear it remember i love you forever my dearest blake I've had this fragrance created especially for you. I think it's as sexy as you are. And every time you wear it, remember that I'll love you forever, too. Forever Crystal and Carrington, both created to celebrate the love that lives forever. That's right. uh, Those are the official perfume and cologne of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Carrington. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. I'm Jace. Lex is off. Stephanie Hansen's here for one more day. Alexis will be back tomorrow from her surprise vacation. <laughs> Isn't that funny that that was like a real commercial? Yeah. yeah. I totally remember it, too. And you believed it at the time, but it sounds so ridiculous mm-hmm. now. Now, yeah. It's very presentational. For We're the all very youngins. relaxed and in love. 
for the youngins in the audience. Because that... Blake Carrington was never sexy. <laughs> now, he, no, he really wasn't. <laughs> he was old. Yeah. <laughs> but they had chemistry. I'll say that as as a person, as a person that watched Dynasty, they really did have chemistry. They had great chemistry. Um, but yeah. So for people Sounds listening, like they're on drugs. Yeah. For people listening, that for youngins, that is uh, based on the show Dynasty, the real Dynasty, not that turd on the CW, the real Dynasty, and it was a perfume created and a cologne based on the show. And well, I mean, there were no bigger people back in the eighties than right. than the than the stars of Dynasty, and then my buddy Larry Hagman. Everybody wanted Larry to do commercials for him. So he did BVD underwear commercials. Remember those? Oh my God, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I loved those. I hear We're I have the same one. britches as JR. Yeah, listen to this. Larry Hagman on the competition. Oh, that's a bad audio. Let me get, maybe this one's better. <laughs> well, it's time to expose them for what they really are. Mm. No more Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> Once you see through their claims of quality, you'll know why I stand behind BVD underwear. Only BVD gives you this kind of quality for the money. That comb cotton is thicker and richer and so soft. Now, don't you want to get your hands on my BVD? Don't you want to get your hand on my BVD? Oh, here's one more. Let's see how this is. Here we go. Larry Hagman tells even more. Larry women would love to get their hands on you. What's your secret? Secret? Legendary quality, darling. Quality top to bottom. Come on now. Don't women see right through you? Oh, that's a hidden strength, my dear. To be strong, soft, and very rich. But how does it really feel to be a living legend? It's a quality feeling. That fits me to a T. With BVD, you get legendary quality. You know, there's some things I just can't get enough of. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh my gosh, that voiceover artist, the woman, is so ridiculous. I love oh, it. I, and how about the trumpet in the background? We're going to need you to play a piece for a BVD commercial today. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, Larry. Larry, Larry. There's, there's, oh gosh. I, I just I tell the story all the time. I do a and a with the studio audience of the talk show uh, every day once the show's over because I feel I used to do like individual pictures, but I, I think this is more personal and, and plus for security reasons. <laughs> I can't really do it anymore, but uh, I, I tell them stories or I take their questions and, and, and just kind of have a moment with them. I figure, you know, they're nice enough to come see me. The least I can do is talk to them uh, outside of the doing of the show. So one of my favorite stories or series of stories always revolves when Lex and I went to Dallas and we met Larry, uh, Larry Hagman and Linda and all that. And how Larry flirted with Alexis is still, I don't care how long I have this job. Uh, I don't care how many stars and celebrities and famous people we meet. Uh, not just because I love, obviously, Dallas, but that moment and Larry openly flirting with Alexis was the, the sweetest. And it wasn't in a creepy way. It was hysterical because you have sweet, you know, there you have the juxtaposition of J.R. Ewing. I mean, let's 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 remember that we are at we are at a table. They have a set up and, and Lex came with me because I was allowed to have a guest and I brought Lex because I just thought, well, it would be in a kick in the pants because she wouldn't judge me. And she knew how much I love Dallas. And we, we would we, and we travel well together. So 
uh, I said, you know, do you want to come to the interviews with me? So we did the interviews and they have you in these divided little rooms uh, surrounded by like these little walls. And you sit down at the table and they they brought the cast in in twos. So like uh, Patrick Duffy and, and his wife on the show and blah, blah, blah. Well, we were notified that Larry Hagman and Linda Gray would be interviewed together. So I was like, oh, this is fantastic. It's going to be it's going to be Jr. and Sue Ellen together. So they sit down and the card, it's like a card table. So we're right. We're right in front of them. It's not like a large table where there's a lot of space. So Alexis is to my left uh, and Larry is directly across from Alexis and Linda Gray is directly across from me. And Alexis, before they came in, looked at me and she goes, sweetie, you know, this is obviously your show, Dallas. I, 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 you, you ask the questions. I'll take pictures for our social media. You know, I'll, I'll do that. And I said, fabulous. So we're sitting there and little did I know, because I was so transfixed by the fact that I was sitting across the table from Jr. and Suellen, that the entire time Larry wasn't paying attention to me at all. And I mean at all. <laughs> the whole time we got done with the interview and we and they walked out or we walked out and Alexis said, did you see what Larry did? And I said, no. What, do you, what the hell are you talking about? She said the entire time he was mugging to my camera. He was winking at me, blowing kisses to me, like jokingly flirting with her. She has these pictures of Larry just like ignoring me totally <laughs> not even acknowledging that I was asking questions doing nothing but flirting with little Alexis so again just get it's the juxtaposition of J.R. Ewing across the table winking and blowing kisses to Alexis you know that's Bambi funny. you know what yeah. I mean it's just that's the that's the image that I, I'll never get out of my mind so then my, the conclusion of the story, which I always love telling, is the last day the network threw a big party for us, uh, for the, the, the 12 or of so guests invited to this premiere. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the house, they, the, 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 the party was in a mansion in Turtle Creek, an area of Dallas that's very rich. It's like mm-hmm. Edina on steroids. Yes. <laughs> you know, Dawn. Yeah. And... Uh, we were at George W. Bush's neighbor's house. Wow! If that gives you, if, yeah. if that gives you any indication of the house, the size—it's uh, not even a house. It's so big. It's it's one of those places that they name. You know, like let's go to Everbrook. Would you like to have dinner today in Everbrook? You know, it, it's like an English estate where they name the damn thing. Like, well, South Fork. So we pull up, and because the, Lex and I were eager beavers, we were the first ones there. So we, they oh, open up cute. these, they open up these giant, the, 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 uh, the butlers open up these giant white double doors to the house. And I'm talking, these doors had to be about, I don't know, a 15, 20 feet tall. These grand doors that open up to this grand foyer where there's a giant marble circular table right in the middle. And right there are uh, a, a smattering of attendants with champagne and, and hors d'oeuvres, her d'oeuvres. So Alexis and I plant ourselves right there in the foyer <laughs> by the her d'oeuvres yeah. and the are champagne. Are you dying? I'm dying. I'm, I'm crapping on myself. Yeah, First of all, the president of the United States is next door. <laughs> 
because he was there. We were told Laura and George were, were, were literally home that weekend. So they're there, and we're in this giant house where, in moments, the cast of Dallas was going to dine with us. So we're there. And didn't and you have all, a Stetson on? Well, here, yeah. yeah. So here we go. The limo pulls up holding Larry. The doors, again, Lex and I are now inside, and this will suffer in translation, but get this visual if you can. And if you ever watch Dallas or, or know Larry, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying here. The doors both are open at the same time by the attendants, and, and the sun is shining behind Larry. So it's almost like he was like the Holy Ghost or something. In silhouette. There was, yes. In silhouette. <laughs> Larry walks in with that great gait that he has. JR, Larry had a great walk. Like a, he commanded, you know, when he walked into a room, he sucked the oxygen out. He walks into those double doors, holding his Stetson, and he tips it down to, the, to one of the female attendants, and he hands her his Stetson, and he, walk, he proceeds to walk directly over to a frickin' frack to the two of us. And we're standing there, and I'm frozen in my in my tracks. I can't believe that Jr. is walking toward me. And he comes over, and I said, "Mr. Hagman," and I, he goes, "Hello." He was it was a pleasure speaking to you today. And I said, "Well, Mr. Hagman, you have no idea." I said, "And my goodness, I don't know what you've done." I said, "But my girl here is is just taken with you." And he looks at Alexis, and he looks at me. And he gives us that great smile, that great Larry Hagman smile. And he goes, well, darling, you have good taste. And he fist bumped. <laughs> he fist bumped Alexis. And he, and he called her darling. Well, darling, you have good taste. And he fist bumped Alexis, smacked me on my back and proceeded to walk in and work the room for three hours. And it was just joyous. I mean, and he loved it. And he told us that at the end of the evening, I, I don't like to bug celebrities. I get very embarrassed. I, I want to leave them alone. But Alexis had the, the good sense to tell me at the very end of the evening, she's like, Jace, stop being polite. Go have a moment with Larry. He's just standing right there. This is, you're never going to have this again. So I go over and I, and I thank him. I thank him for what he's done for me in my life because I told him, I said, literally, you know, uh, when the things were really bad in my childhood, that show really did kind of save my life because it was an escape it gave me something to look forward to. And uh, and I said, so thank you for saving my life. And Larry looked at me in, in, in the night, the, in, and I could just see his face. And he looked at me, and he goes, thank you for giving me a life. He goes, because without people like you, I wouldn't be living this. And he said, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. And he goes, that's why I'm here till 1230 at night with you. And he smacked my back again, and he walked away. And sadly, he died three months later. Aww. And that was it. But he was so gracious, uh, and he really, you felt that. You felt that he loved every moment of being J.R. Ewing. You know what I mean? He he didn't take it for granted. Yeah. He, he enjoyed it. He just didn't cash the check. He reveled in the fact that he had that gait, that he could wear a Stetson, that when he walked into his room, everybody paid attention, and he loved it. And I loved that. I loved that he sucked the, the 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 daylights out of life. You know, I it was it was inspiring. So anyway, there we go. I'm so glad you know. got a chance to meet him. Yeah, that's such a great story. Yeah. 
Oh, and there's just so many left. It's so many. But yeah, that'll be this such a good experience. And mm-hmm. yeah, that night when we found out, I was with Colin when we found out they, they found out that he passed. And it was just uh mm. that killed me. I mean, you know, that just absolutely devastated me. But uh anyway, so good story there. Six forty five, we're gonna take a break. We didn't get to this yesterday. I have a very important question to ask Stephanie Hansen, mm. uh, and it's about food. Oh. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. Six fifty, Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk one oh seven one. I'm Jace. Lex is off today. Stephanie Hansen's here. Dawn's here. Kenny will be up in a few minutes with another look at your traffic. Which continues to be a nightmare and will be for about three years. <laughs> I'm not making that. He sounds... still has a job, so that's good yeah. for him, huh? Just horrible. <laughs> Just no matter where you're going in Minneapolis, you're better off taking a borough, renting a borough. Yeah, they're faster. Yeah, Stephanie Hansen. For those maybe new to the show, Stephanie is one of our food gurus here in the Twin Cities. She does a a, a fabulous broadcast about food on Saturdays from 9 to 11 right here on my talk called The Weekly Dish uh, with another Stephanie, Stephanie March. And uh, it's a great Saturday uh, guilty pleasure of many, including myself. So that's why we turn to her for food questions. And I have one that we never did resolve. And that is a couple days ago, you went, Steph, to Stillwater to get a preview of a new hotel opening. Or it it actually opened uh, two days ago. And while you were there, you went by a restaurant that I have now named as holding currently the best nachos in the metro, and that is Nacho Mamas. Nacho Mamas. You are fasting every other day or just eating a leaf or something. I don't know what you're doing. but Two leaves. And the day you went to Stillwater, it was one of your leaf-eating days. So, did the temptation of Nacho Mama pull you in and make you cheat on your eating leaf day? No. All right. Congratulations on that, (laughs) Hanson. But then I blew it. Uh Uh-oh, what? How did you blow it? Okay. Something about, like, waking up at these hours... (laughs) <laughs> it it makes you want to eat all day long. Oh, no, really? Like in a much it. different really? way. Oh, for sure. And I crave like carbohydrates too. It's very different feeling. So mm-hmm. I was good. I walked by Nacho Mamas. I looked in the window. I looked at the menu. It looked good. I was like in my mind like, oh, okay. Because I, I do think it will be fun to go on a little staycation at that Laura Hotel, which is new. And then go to Nacho Mama's, have a margarita, walk around, go to the bookstore. Like I was kind of planning my Stillwater getaway. Yes. And so I was really good. And then I even went into the candy store at the fudge place. I didn't even have a sample. I was feeling really on top of it. And this was like, I don't know, 2 o'clock, 2.30 at that point. Then uh, did some work, got home. I ended up, I was walking the dog at 7.45 at night. And my husband was at a meeting and I had my little walking fanny pack with me that had my credit card and the dog's oh, leash and God bags. Fanny and, pack. I love yes. to hear that. So I'm walking and I'm listening to a podcast and I'm just walking, 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 walking. And I just realize I am starving. <laughs> I am starving. And it's now like quarter to eight. I've, I'm just starving. And so I went into D'Amico and Sons 
and I ended up tipping over in there. <laughs> you did? How much? So you got a big old plate of pasta? Or what I did. did you, you, do? you yep. did? What did you, I got, what did you get, Hanson? Oh, I nice. got, they have a sausage penne, mm-hmm. and I got wow. my face in that with the Caesar salad. <laughs> and when they asked me if I wanted the bread, yeah. I said no, but I was on the verge of saying yes. Oh my and I gosh. had a glass of wine and I sat yeah. outside and I ate it all and then I walked home. So it was, and I thought about it because I was like, wow, I passed up nachos. Right. And here I am. So yeah, now I've got to eat a leaf today. Oh <laughs> man. I got to make up for it. Oh, but at least you didn't eat nachos and pasta. No, true. <laughs> true. A little victory, right? <laughs> little victory lap. <laughs> oh my gosh. We actually oh. have audio. Uh, we, you don't know this, but we uh, had a tape recorder attached to you. Mm-hmm. We have audio of you devouring your pasta. Here it is. Right here. there it is right there. That yeah. is gross. That is the grossest. <laughs> don't ever play that again. You know my issues with gum. <laughs> I can't stand when people chew gum. I hate it when people chew with their mouth open. Oh. It makes me oh, it makes me angry. Oh. When I'm on an airplane and Susie Snappy is behind me going, and snap, she's like, snap, I snap. want my ears to pop. Oh, I just <laughs> I have to like crawl into myself and Susie, meditate. Susie Snappy. You know exactly what she looks like too. She's got on white capris, oh my a God. purple shirt, <laughs> white Skechers, and she's back there. Now oh I just can't even make the snapping Susie, gum sound. Susie Snappy. <laughs> <laughs> we all ate her. When my kids would, when Ellie would be, we'd be driving around and if there were kids in the car with gum, I would make them spit it out. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, you cannot be in my car with gum. <laughs> I know a lot. Uh, Oprah doesn't like gum chewing. Oh, Makes her sick. Yeah. Uh, it is 6.55. We're going to take a break, everybody. Uh, we have birthday pranks and more. Right after these messages. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Stephanie's Dish, Dawn at Dark, and Jason Matheson. Back after these words. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.